Alright, back in your life, just like Tom Brady, the A Few Good Tom <laughs> podcast has returned for episode 5, recapping round 2 of the NRL season. My name is Jordan Haddo and I'm joined by two fellas you might remember from last week, Stuart Thompson and Dominic Waters. How are we going, boys? Yeah, pretty good. How are you doing, mate? Hey, you sound like you just woke up. Ah, uh, no. <laughs> just have a stretch. George, <laughs> that, uh, that, that intro caught me by surprise. That's unreal. I love oh, that. I've been working on it all week. <laughs> no, it was a good round, good round of footy, boys. Um, I think everyone struggled with the tips this week. It was, um, yeah, I, I certainly did. Um, I mean, I want to change all my unders and overs after this week of footy. <laughs> yeah, look, we should have included like a disclaimer at the end that we were probably going to be wrong, but anyway. Yeah. Um, we kicked it off. Obviously, we we did do the over under pod after the Panthers Manly game. Um, so we sort of already knew what we were getting ourselves into there, especially me betting the under on the. On the Panthers, um, do we have any thoughts going forward about this game, boys? I mean, uh, Panthers just look just red hot, didn't they? Especially without Cleary, like that's, that's one thing I took from it is that they're just going to be the team to beat again. I think. Mm. Yeah, yeah I, agree. I think so. I think we I think we mentioned it on our pod last week. O'Sullivan just stepped up. Really, um, I think everyone was doubting how the Panthers were going to go without Cleary, and O'Sullivan stepped into those shoes and. Was unreal. Panthers kept Turbo quiet. Um, Panthers forwards were still elite after losing. They were, they were brutal, weren't they? They just yeah. they were so direct, and they just they just charged straight through the middle of Manly. I think there was there was a set in particular where they they pretty much just isolated poor old Sean Kepi and just ran at him five tackles in a row, resulting in a try. <laughs> like, very very impressive. Um, Isaiah Young and Fisher Harris were both huge in that one. Um, with Manly running yeah. out, with our Panthers, sorry, running out twenty-eight to six winners. Uh, then we then we got along to the to the Raiders and the Sharks. Not a bad game this one actually for the early game on the Friday. Raiders ended up winning twenty-four nineteen. Um, Cronulla sort of a bit of a slow start, clawed their way back into the game, took the lead, and then sort of just they missed too many tackles in this one. I think that was that was their downfall. Their downfall. How did you guys see it? I uh, I thought the uh, Sharkies might have pinched the result there at the end when uh, Moylan grabbed that field goal. Um, but yeah, I, I tend to agree. I think um, Raiders were a bit hotter out of the gates and um, got a. I think it was Hudson Young, yeah, local Hudson boy, uh, got got the try at the end to um, to get the result. What did, what were your thoughts on Nico Hines, there, George? I thought it was good. I thought he was pretty solid. Um, he got lots of touches, so I think Sean Hannaford will be happy having him in his fantasy team. Um, <laughs> Personally, I was not happy. He was up against me this week. <laughs> ah, true. Lots of touches, lots of lots of kicking from him, which I expected. I thought the try that he set up for Teg Wilton just showed his class pretty well. I'm interested to see going forward. I mean, obviously, he had the the partnership with Moylan there. I, I think that's Trindle going forward once he comes back from suspension. Even though Moylan kicked the field goal. I do think Cronulla's best 13 has um, Trindle at the six. Um, but yeah, I thought it was overall for a for his first real game as a first grade halfback, I thought it was pretty impressive. How'd you, did you boys think he did yeah, all Yeah, I, I agree. I think coming in, new squad, first competitive game, and um, plays like that, if that's his baseline, you'd be, be pretty happy and, with that. And far from ideal circumstances with Fitzgibbon not actually being there to coach his first game like you know you work on these things all off season and all of a sudden you have a little bit of a little bit of turmoil going into the kickoff it, it wasn't an easy scenario for them to play in without trying to make too many excuses i thought the fact that they 
were able to come back from an early deficit showed at least a good bit of character and something to build on. So as a Sharks fan, I'm not super worried about that result. Mind you, they do have a hard game coming up again this weekend. So they could very easily fall to 0-2, which would be a bit concerning for someone that had bet there over. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, what about the Raiders, boys? Obviously, they lost Josh Hodgson to injury. Um, I thought they were, I thought they were pretty solid, though. Yeah, I was, I was going to mention the uh, Hodgson injury. It was only a few minutes into the game from memory. Um, Starling, for me, stepped up pretty well. Um, be interesting to see. I think Hodgson, it looks like he's out for about a month, so it'll be interesting to see whether Starling can hold on to that starting spot when Hodgson's back or whether uh, Hodgson will just slip right, right back in. Um, I don't... I don't mind young Starling. I rate him. Do we know how long he's going to be out for? Four weeks, I think. The time I think, I think around a month. Yeah. 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 There was talk because he's had a he's had a few knee injuries in the past. There was talk he might have done his ACL. I think they were assessing him for that. But I think I think he's done his MCL or a strain or, or something something less minor. Yeah. Um, it's only about a month. Yeah. Um, Jack White was good. Ran the ball well. Um, I thought Young Schneider, the halfback actually freed Whiten up quite a bit to um, do his thing. And, and he looked looked back to like 2019 Jack Whiten, 2020 Jack Whiten rather than last year's version that we saw. Um, yeah, so we so spec- good, good signs for the Raiders, I thought. Yeah, I think we spoke about it last week. If um, Jack Whiten can get the ball in his hands and be running it a bit more, that's when he's going to be dangerous. And I think yep. he looks like that on the weekend. It's uh, good signs. Another another Sean Hannaford fantasy pickup. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's going to be exciting. Too many shout outs earlier. <laughs> yeah. For a guy who was trash at it last year, he might not. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we'll skip along to Broncos and Rabbitohs. Interesting one, this one. Broncos ran out 11 4 winners. Um, huge shout out to Kurt Capewell um, for forward kicking a field goal. Don't say that too often. Yeah, that um, was actually any hit it. moment. Mate, you hit it so cleanly too. It was, it was one of the better field goals I've ever seen. Just yeah. sailed through. It, it reminded me of that. I don't know if you blokes remember that Brayton Astor field goal from years back against the Tigers when he was like on the sideline. It was just a broken plane. It just fell to him. Obviously, Kate was one's not quite from as far out, but yeah, yeah. bloody absolutely nailed it. Super sweet hit. Um, for the Rabbitohs, I think, look... It's, we don't want to overreact too much to round one, but they did look pretty sluggish. A um, bit disorganised at times, like they'd run out of ideas. Cody Walker, in particular, looked look frustrated on the field. He did, and he always works hard, but there just was lacking a bit of that, like you said. I mean, you don't want to just keep talking about the fact that Reynolds has left, but you can see where the hole's been left, mm. for sure. Mm. Um, just like just that with polish. creativity. Yeah. Um, um, but I, I, I don't know. If they're going to... Turn things around. I think Ilias is going to have to step up a little bit more. I don't think he was bad in that first hit out, but um, yeah, I think he's going to have to take a bit more um, on his shoulders. Sure. And, big big and shoes to bit. fill there. Big shoes they to they are big shoes to fill. I think it gets a bit easier for him next week or tonight. I think it's tonight, yeah, Thursday night. Um, with Latrell coming back, I think that just having that mm. option out the back on those players will help out um, Walker especially. I think really... The Rabbitohs need to do as much as they can just to take pressure off him. It is a big job to come in and feel as a, as a young player. Damian Cook and Cody Walker need to be, I think, just trying to lessen the burden on Ilias for the next, for at least, you know, the first half of the season while he gets his feet wet. Um, yeah. I, I think, I, think um, I was going to say, without, the, uh, without wanting to make more excuses as well, I think the reshuffle at the back, um, Blake Taff was a late withdrawal. Mm. Um, 
and I think they had to shift Alex Jones back there. I do agree, but but hats off um, to the Broncos. I think they played they played pretty well. Yeah, their halves look both look good. Both of them look good without even with no Reynolds there. So um, little Albert Kelly was he was having a great day. <laughs> he certainly scored a good intercept try. It was fantastic. Um, yeah. Cody Walker throwing an intercept for the second straight game at the same. Very the reminiscent same venue of last well. year. Yeah. 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 Um, no, good signs for the Broncos. Um, I mean, Haas is just a weapon. That guy's just... Oh, he's the best forward in the game at the just moment. Just punching holes in lines yeah. everywhere. He's huge. I actually thought Carrigan as well for the, uh, for the Bronx was... Definitely. I think Haas and Carrigan. As, as Haas came into the game, Carrigan also came into the game and they just both started just... Yeah, it, it was good to watch. It was actually a good watch. Every time I was looking around, I saw those long flowing locks of Carrigan. <laughs> it's hard, hard to miss him on the field. He must have seen my hair, Stu, and he I'll, I'll give that a crack. <laughs> we sort of said about the Broncos going into the season that we liked their squad, didn't we? Um, we liked their squad, but we didn't like their coach. I think yes. watching that game and knowing that you have sort of an on-field coach in Reynolds coming back, I think there's plenty of reason to be optimistic if you're a Broncos fan. I think they showed some pretty good resolve in defense as well. Definitely showed, I can remember various times over the last few seasons where a Broncos team would have conceded plenty of tries against the Rabbitohs having repeat sets, but they, they turned them away quite a few times. Yeah, I'm, I'm interested to see how they go with Reynolds on Sunday night. Um, I think I think they could be a little smoky for the top eight for sure. I like it as well. And I, I equally like my uh, early season Rabbitohs undertake as well. <laughs> I, I'm still not convinced by them. Oh, but it's, guess... it's a big. They, they need to. They we, we'll see with Latrell coming back. We're going to see Latrell back on this weekend. Yeah, well, yeah. Uh, it'll make a big difference, I think. But definitely, I think top four for the Rabbitohs. We, we weren't really thinking that anyway. I still think they no. have a good enough squad to be a top eight team. I think they're a top eight. Yeah, but yeah. Like, I agree with you. No, I definitely agree. But we're gonna we're gonna find out a lot against the depleted Melbourne side this weekend. Uh, let's yes. go to Saturday, and we had the. <laughs> Probably the most surprising result of the weekend, honestly. The mighty Newcastle Knights getting up twenty to six over the Roosters. I'm, I'm trying not to get too excited. <laughs> I'm really, I'm really trying we not to. We pretty much shat all over the Knights in our uh, over under pod, then they come out and play like that. Uh, that was unbelievable. All I kept talking about is how disappointed, and I think I, I, I said they it was a sigh moment for me, and then they come out and do this, and I'm like, fuck, I take it all back. I, you just said <laughs> but, I would like to take nearly everything I said back about the Knights. I, I think we, we poo-pooed on the halves combination. I thought they were both pretty damn good. Clifford was let's, excellent. Let's um, not get too excited. Yeah, let's not overreact. It is the first game. Let's not overreact. And, listen, I don't know. Really there's nothing bringing me down. <laughs> yeah. no. we've, I'm pretty sure we've won the, the first game of the season for, for quite a few years running and, and still at the end of the season have oh, not absolutely. been where we want to be. So, But against the Roosters away, I mean, everyone just looked good, didn't they? Like... Everyone yeah, there, did their job. There was Everyone no real, did their job. There was no weak performers. Like we spoke about it in the pod last week. If the Knights are going to do anything, like the, the case for it is that Clifford takes a step forward, and he's, mm. he's shown in his trial form, and particularly on Saturday, how good he's looking. Like his kicking game was excellent. He was running the ball, taking the line on. I mean, even though it was a bit of a fluky try that he scored, um, I thought he was quite impressive. Clune was kind of the the best version of Clune that we could have hoped for coming in. Like he, again, also was happy to take the line and he made at least one line break that I can remember and was just a good compliment to Clifford, really. Um, Dane Gagai, 
I, I mean, don't think we're getting that Jenga guy all season. I'll be surprised if we do because no. he was unreal. Um, he if was, he, he plays like really that good. all season, that's the Australian centre for you. He was, they couldn't tackle him. He had spiders all over him. Yeah. Um, I, I'm not, I'm not uh, panicking if I'm the Roosters. They, they knew what they were doing. They, they rested a lot of players throughout the trials. They had a lot of players coming back from injuries. I, I think they just, they're just going to take a little bit of time to get going. And I think we sort of mentioned that in the preseason pod. A lot's yet to be said for that halves combo because it didn't look inspiring against the Knights. So, and like we we mentioned last week, it hasn't been tested. So, again, this weekend it'll be interesting to see how they connect in the middle I of the pitch. The, you've got to give them time. Oh, for sure, yeah. for sure. But I think the risk with those two guys as well is, um, and the talk is that maybe they're two similar players. Um, that might be their downfall. Um, but, I mean, I'd like to see them do well. Um, yeah, it's interesting because Kiri typically going back has been more of your ball running half. Um, mm-hmm. And I know he had a lot of success at the Rabbitohs with Reynolds, like outside Reynolds, who's one of the best organizing halves in the game. Sam Walker still being quite young. A lot of the things he was doing last year were sort of more off the cuff. I don't know how much exactly organizing and steering the team around the park he was doing. So it's, it's going to be interesting to see how they strike that balance. I, I think they'll be okay. I think with, with Victor Radley in the middle, he does a lot of organizing for them as a lock forward. I think you've got to remember too, Kiri's coming back from an ACL. Yeah. Give that guy until mid-season. I think I, I still, I'm still pretty bullish on the Roosters. But that was why I didn't like that win total. Yeah. You touched on it there as well, Radley. Um, he went out of the game pretty early with a HIA, so that could have been a a bit of a changing point in the game for them, um, losing that experience and direction there. Um, I was really impressed with the uh, the Knights' edges. Lockie Fitzgibbon had an absolute mm. game. He was unreal. Yeah, um, Tyson Brazell as well was huge. Like they'll both just plenty of fantasy. Um... You know, contenders, big big points scored all across the board. Young Dominic mm. Young, yeah, great game, great game. You're building up your own players here, Dom. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <sure>. <laughs> um, funny little stat for you. I don't know how often this happens, but uh, all of the Knights' back five all ran for over 100 meters, which I thought was a, a nice. That, that's what they need this bar. year because yeah. they don't have a superstar. You know what I mean? But if everyone performs, you know. They, they will get results like this. It's interesting you say that because I reckon there are a couple of contenders in that I mean, back line that could we've be got a ad. Like, sorry, I think um, I think Dominic Young has all the potential in the world. He's he's got the whole package athletically. It's just putting yeah. the pieces together and knowing where to defend and how to do things. And I thought him defending outside an experienced center like Dane Gaga actually really helped his game. That's I was going to say that that experience coming in, and I think that was great from Gaga to bring him into the game. And when he brought him into the game. They look, they look deadly down that side. I want to ask you um, both a question. Who was playing in right centre for Newcastle last year? You can't remember. Depends, with, depends <laughs> which week. <laughs> That's I think uh, we had Tuala in there like we had at some points. We had um, Harmel Hunt in there. Yeah, exactly. I think I think we played about five different players in that right You're centre. right. It was a bit of a makeshift. Usually bringing someone in off the wing and throwing someone exactly. else out on the wing who had we, I think experience. we played... I think, oh, I say we like I'm a Knights fan anyway. I think they played Dominic Young a handful of games out on that wing and he just looked lost. Like, there yeah. were so many times where he was caught out of the position and was just making silly mistakes. And I think just having that experienced head, which Dango Guy is now, like, he's 
he's been around the game for a long time now. I think that's that's going to be really beneficial for his development this year. Mm. And I mean, that could be a lethal right edge for Newcastle going forward. I mean, you've got Tyson Frizzell, Dan Gagai, and Dominic Young. That's oh, I, I'm I'm actually quite bullish on that side with Jake Clifford, and he's got Caelan Ponger at the back too. He can use it's not. It's um, funny, uh, funny you mentioned the right side of uh, the Knights' attack because I'm equally bullish on the left side um i've got a bit of a stat for you later on so i won't i won't uh um foreshadow my future take too much but i like um, the left side that's where they were really good last year but like you well, said that's probably due to the downfall of their i'm right still just just year. trying to keep my expectations low <laughs> talk them down because the more i did i did that last week and look at them so i'm just gonna keep talking them down they're gonna come out and surprise me every week so that's think, what i'm aiming for i think the key thing is here is you're right like that left side still you know, Bradman Best still with the ball is a lethal first grade attacker. Like he he often beats his first man, sets up his outside man quite well. Um, but last year Newcastle just fell into a bit of a trap of let's just get the ball to Bradman Best and let him do his thing. Let's not put him in situations to succeed. Let's just give him the ball and he can make those situations himself. The way they were playing on the weekend, they're actually being able to use both sides. It just sort of leaves the defense a bit more unprepared when Bradman Best is getting the ball in those situations. So. I, it gives your halves a bit more like exactly you know openness too. You don't always trying to channel one side and they target that one side. You can go well. I've got trust in both my wingers, my centers. I can play down both sides. Um, and we said we said uh, I think this will be our last point in the nights because we've probably spent enough time on them. But I think we said in the preseason <laughs> podcast that it's, a lot of it's going to come back to their attack. So we we knew that they could defend okay last year, especially you know in, in parts they were a decent defensive team. But if that attack was just poor all season. If they can start yeah. scoring points on both edges, they're going to be a much more dangerous team. For sure. Oh, I better finish it there and move on. But, you know, up your, your Chooks fans. <laughs> <laughs> Get a big dog up here. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, then we had the Warriors versus the Dragons. Um, 28-16 Dragons ended up running out winners. Well, nothing really to write home about in this game. Ravalawa scored a good hat-trick. Um, Poor old Sean Johnson looked good in patches and then it's done a peck and is out for four weeks. So, Does that yeah. not sum up Sean Johnson right there? Yeah. <laughs> it really does, unfortunately. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, not too much from this game for me personally. I thought Josh Curran was... He was really good. Insane. Was everywhere. I've been trying to pinch him off uh, Bowen in fantasy all week and he just won't give him to me. Um, but yeah, big fan He's of Josh He's making marsh with headgear. <laughs> <laughs> I'll go back to our last week. I think it was you, George. You and me had the Dragons for overs this year. Yeah. Um, so, like you said, it was nothing that, like, shocking about the game, but got the win. Right. So... We expected them to win. I expected them to win that game, and yeah. they did. So, yeah, same. Um, it's kind of just like you're holding serve on that one. Big no, for sure. I, I think test. they're going to build into something half decent, though. I still think they'll build into a good season. Yeah, look, and obviously they did have quite a few new signings, so it's going to take a bit of time for them to gel. Lomax didn't play a whole lot last year. I thought he looked pretty good. He actually set up Ravalawa for a couple of those tries. Um, It's a big test for them against the Panthers coming into this week, though. That's going to be... uh, We're going to really see... We're going to really see where they're at. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But yeah, does anyone else have anything to add on that one? I think that's... I think think that Warriors side has probably got about 20% more in them. I, I think that's... I'm I mean, worried about It's that. not a great it's result in round one, and I don't think they're going to be great this year, but they do have Lodge and Walsh coming back in the side this week. So it'll be interesting to see if they're much better with those guys back in. 
Yeah. Walsh coming back's a big in. Losing Johnson, I think, hurts a lot. But yeah, I, I think I don't think I don't think anyone really has them in their their top eight, do we? Um, I'm not in the top eight. I think they'll be a ninth to thirteenth kind of team. Yeah. I, I don't see them being on the bottom of the table, but I don't think they'll make the eight. Yeah, no, I'm with you there, Stu. Don't think they'll make the eight, but I don't think you'll see them around that. You know that North Queensland Tigers area. <laughs> We're not, we're not crossing you off yet, Warriors fans, but... Not yet. <laughs> um, Tigers and Storm. Interesting one, this one. Tigers jumped out to an early lead, but the Storm ended up running over the top of 26-16 winners. Huge injury toll for the Storm, which I think has been reported uh, adequately in uh, all the mainstream rugby league media this week. Uh, obviously, Welch doing his Achilles, Jennings and ACL, and I think, did Cheese break his hand? Yeah, broken yeah. hand. Um, so they'll get, yeah. they will get Cheese back in about four to six weeks, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah. Tigers Hopefully were, the lower end. Yeah. You know, after I just bagged them out, they, they, you're right, they did look pretty good out of the gate. Um, but as the Storm do, game in, game out, they just, they'll grind out wins. It felt inevitable, didn't it? I like, never thought the Storm were in danger. Even with all those, no. I was watching this thinking it's just a matter of time. They're no, gonna, yeah, they're gonna get sure. them. They're gonna get them in this next set of six. And it's they're just patient. Start. They're just patient. They wait for their chances. And Jerome Hughes was outstanding. He's yeah. he's very quickly becoming one of my favorite players to watch in the NRL. He's he's I think one of one of if not the best running half in the game. He just he just knows the perfect moment when to take the line on. I don't know how much of that is just him as a player or how well he's been coached since he's been down the storm by Bellamy, but he just, his sense of timing no, there's is. There's got to be some instinct rather yeah. than like. He almost, um, just... he almost gets overshadowed by all the other key. That's true. Yeah. Incredible players around. I agree with times, you. Like yeah, he doesn't get made out to be um, the, the superstar, does he? But yeah. I feel like he, he is. Big fan. Absolutely. What do you, if you're the Redcliffe Dolphins. And you can choose one of Jerome Hughes or Cameron Munster. Who are you choosing? I'd probably take Hughes. I'm taking Hughes. Really? Wow. Yeah. yeah. Is that just because he's not a mad punter and drinker? I can probably Munster? get him. For- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, I can probably get him for cheaper than Munster. I don't know what, yeah. what the difference would be. But yeah, I, for me, Hughes, without Munster, without um, with those three boys going getting injured without Harry Grant. Um, who else was out for the storm? Uh, no, Pappenhausen uh, ended up playing. He was a late inclusion, I think, but he's just like um, the consistency King. Like he's just, yeah. he'll play the same game week in, week out, completely reliable. He is, he's so, very consistent. I um, think I'm still picking monster just, but it's so close. Gonna... And normally like, cause I, I have huge wraps on monster. I think he's easily got like best player in the game potential. And he's pretty close to being there already, really. Um, but did you, did you guys see, have you guys read much about like his off-season and like all these gambling and those stories? There's, Not really, there's no. Story, there was a story on Fox League about how he was like punting Peak reporting. in the, in the Peak reporting. before games and stuff. Like he, he punted like $70,000 in a night one time. Like it's you a few can... crazy stories there. I've actually, I, mean, he... I, I did hear that, but I've also heard... Um... Because he checked himself into rehab. Yeah, Sounds like a few I, good um... punts. Even might have to send him the podcast. <laughs> like, Fucking get like around us, mate. Podcast with some tips, no. Yeah. <laughs> I heard we'll someone chatting to Christian Welsh the other day. I think he was actually on the golf course with Munster at the time, and he was saying Munster's 
really turned around. I think he's off the grog and everything. Yeah, well, I, you you remember those photos after the grand final last year where he was in the Australian team and he just looked like he'd been on a bender. <laughs> he <for> looked absolutely <laughs> bent. Yeah. Come on, that's how you'd look if you were, you were in that time too. <laughs> I I wasn't knocking him for it, but I mean, look, yeah. fair play to him if he's gotten the help that he needed and he's uh, back on the straight and narrow. I'm sure it's going to help his football. He's going to be a huge in for the Storm this week. Um. Yeah, for sure. It's gonna. Yeah, I. We'll talk about that uh, Rabbitoh Storm game in a little bit. Yeah, go on, kick on to the next one, George. Eels Titans. Potentially one of the best halves of footy you'll see in the first half, followed by one of the most dreary, drab, mistake halves in the second like, half. Was it even like a fantastic half, or was it just a half of good. a lot of points? Maybe I just got excited because it was round Great attacking and... half, zero defensive half, basically. So it was fantastic to watch because it was just try after try. Like, there was 40-something points scored in the first 40 minutes. It was ridiculous. Totally. I think um, I think the, the defending was sort of left at the door a bit. I thought Mitch Moses was excellent in that first half. He was, it was just, yeah. he, he just, he was just uh, directing traffic, switching sides of the ruck that he was going. He set up uh, Sean Russell a couple of times and big, uh, I think it was Sean Lane. I keep forgetting that bloke's name, but anyway. Big, tall, Sean lanky. Lane. Yeah, yeah. Sean Lane. For the yeah. Eels. Um, Mr. Uninspiring, as I like to refer to him. Yeah, but he's like, he, he looks uninspiring, but he's actually kind of... <laughs> Pretty effective. Why are on this? A good line. Why are on this game? I because I know there was a few called in this, but there's been a lot called over the weekend to play the ball. What yes. are your thoughts on that? Like, how they crazy is that? Because yeah. that's a huge flow, you know, flow change in the game to I mean, to be calling those. And this, I don't think they were called as much last year. We see this like every. I don't even know if it's every year. I feel like it's every six months. Like the referees yeah, they, get the... They have a new crackdown. They'll pick, yeah. pick something. It's hey, like the cops, hey, mate. They'll just pick something and go a new bit. Yeah. I just thought it was just a bit too much. Like there was a couple of times where it was plain and obvious and a few times where like, you know, you know, you know, like the markers like almost got his hands all over the guy playing the ball like mm. and he throws a leg out. It's, I don't know. It's a little bit tough. Look, uh, Justin Holbrook was not happy after the game with mm. that penalty decision. I, I don't know. I don't... I didn't have a strong opinion on it. I thought it was close. What did you guys think? I, I, I can feel. I feel for the Titans a bit. I, I think they got a bit hard done. I thought it was. I thought it was a bit dramatic saying that they were robbed of a chance to like bring home. I thought that was great. Uh, great work. <laughs> he did what, everything what, what he could to avoid a fine there. I, he. I think he said the Titans were robbed of the opportunity to provide the Gold Coast fans with. Uh, an inspiring win after the recent flood. Yeah, I was like... Okay. Basically tied it to that and <laughs> said that they were robbed of the opportunity to win <laughs> rather a, than saying a... that they were robbed in the game. Um, <laughs> smart way of avoiding a fine, I think. I like it, yeah. Well, I agree <laughs> with Stu. I think at times we're not robbed. I would not say they're robbed, but I think they're a little bit hard done by. Well, I mean, you've got to remember too. Because um, they Mitch... had a really good... I think they both... They performed pretty well. They did, um, yeah, definitely. You know, I Mitch, think the Mitch first half was just... A few, a few kicks though. It's, so they, they yeah. were kind of, I think Parramatta scored more tries than the Titans. It was just close because of the goal kicking, I think. Yeah. yeah. Um, but no, you're right. The Titans, the Titans were were impressive. Campbell probably didn't shine like he sort of did towards the back end of last season. I thought Sexton was pretty good in that first half. Mm. But we kind of we kind of touched on it in the preseason pod again, not to keep pumping our tires up, but we said it's a big responsibility for these guys to do it consistently game after game. And we just, I think we just saw a perfect example in one game, how they were able to click really well for a half a footy, but there's so much inexperience in that spine that doing it even over the course of a full game is going to be challenging for them this season. Yeah, for sure. 
Yeah, AJ Brimson out as well. He'll be back in this week. So mm. hopefully, not that he's a hugely experienced player, but he's got the most experience in that spine. Um, so interesting to see if that helps. Um, yeah, you touched on it there, George. I thought Sexton was great in the first half and trailed off a little bit in the second half. Um, yeah, I think they've got points in them. It'll just be whether they can get results and whether they can defend. I d- yeah, I don't think we've seen... I mean, we've, we are yet to see if this Titans team are able to grind out a result when they're not clicking. That's that's a sign of when you're becoming a good team is when the attack's not clicking and you can only score 18 points in a game. Can yeah. you grind you restrict one out? the other team, yeah. yeah, for sure. No, you're right. Speaking of grinding results out, the Canary Bankstown Bulldogs... 6-4 winners over the Cowboys in torrential conditions up in uh, North Queensland. I'm going to apologise to the doggies and the Cowboys fans, up. but Jesus was hard to watch. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> George, are you happy you didn't watch this game? <laughs> so I went and watched the new Batman movie, which went for <laughs> three hours. And I think if I'd sat I wish down I went. and watched the Cowboys-Dogs game, I think it would have felt like it went for three hours. Cause so I was about to make the same comment. This game <laughs> I'm not going like to lie to you. I wasn't, yeah, I was not paying attention. It was on the telly, but I was not paying attention to this game <laughs> because it was just, yeah, it was... Trent, Trent Barrett really uh, speaking highly of the dog's culture and uh, character-building wins in the post-match press conference too. I thought that was uh, a bit on the nose. But yeah. if, we're, if we're looking for things to say about this game, um, I thought Josh Adokar, I don't know if you guys saw the footage of him screaming at his troops to uh, yeah. not have a break mid-game. I thought that was yep. good. That, that's a culture-setting kind of... Yeah, for sure. Guy. And so he would have brought that from... From, from the storm yeah. exactly from the storm that's the culture he's got there and he's now one of those we'll call experienced players so it's good of him sort of taking a little bit of leadership there what does say about the rest of the dogs team that their winger is having to tell them that yeah, yeah. it is true that is yeah congratulations fun. Josh Adokar great leadership <laughs> <laughs> Is that what we're uh, taking from this game? That's it. Like, no, nah, look, we, we, I haven't we're got much else. Um, yeah. Matty Burton was okay he's got an absolute rocket of a boot he uh, put a bum up that I think Almost left the stadium. Um, but he, he yeah. is a huge talent, Burton. We we are a big sure. fan of Matt Burton on this podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, but and again, it's week one. It's it's really hard to say. But you know, from a, a new look Bulldogs fan against a pretty average Cowboys team, I mean, I wasn't expecting much from the game. So no, nah, this this was easily the worst game of the weekend. I've got it written yeah. here in my notes that this was the toilet bowl. I think these teams could very easily be last and second last on the ladder. And yeah. that is reflected in my betting going forward into round two because I'm betting against Ooh. both of these teams. Yeah, I'd be, I wouldn't be getting around either of them, that's for sure. Um, with all that being said, boys, I want to hear from you both. And we'll start with you, Dom. I want to hear who uh, your hero of the week was. My, I, listen, I got right around that Broncos game. So my hero is young Albert Kelly. Like... Really? Jump out of the line, grab yeah. that intercept pass, run the whole field, score. I think he made like close to 550 kicking meters. He just looked dangerous in there, but also looked comfortable like he former, was supposed to that's be there. Former Cronulla Sharks hero, uh, Albert Kelly, you're talking about. You that. would try and latch onto that, <laughs> wouldn't you? <laughs> no, he, was, he actually didn't really do much for Cronulla. But... <laughs> I, I don't know. Do you agree? Do you think? He, I just think he had a great game, and it's going to be really. I can't wait to see him against, uh, next to Reynolds and. Um, I thought uh, both those both those halves actually had ripper games. I don't know who. It would have been I hard to choose. Like, do you, do you I put think Walters I prefer Albert or... Kelly, but I actually think um, 
Billy Wilder was the other guy, isn't it? Yeah. Um, yeah. He had a ripper game as well. Uh, it's hard to. I think he's lost his spot it, in the starting lineup this week, but he was a good. You'd ball almost carrier, feel hard actually. done by if you play that well and get pushed yeah, out. Yeah, I was surprised. Mm. What about yourself, uh, Stu? Are you got a hero for the for the week? Um, I've taken. I've actually got two because I uh, I struggled to um to pick, but I'll, I'll give you one now and just uh, just in to make sure I'm not going to step on Jordan's toes. Um, I've gone Sean O'Sullivan. Um, yeah. I thought I thought he was excellent. He steered the ship for the Panthers. Um, everyone going into the game was a bit low on the Panthers. George, I'm looking at you, um, saying they might struggle without Cleary. <laughs> uh, um, yes. Bloke got two try assists, 385 kick meters, made 28 tackles, three line break assists, and three tackle busts for half is pretty excellent um especially with jerome luai as the other half who obviously uh gets a lot of those stats usually um yeah i just thought he was excellent i think who, he come, who he he come into the well just touching on aside i think he come into the weekend with pretty low expectations i think everyone thought uh this panthers team they've, they've climbed the mountain so to speak they're not really gonna want it that much this year they're missing their <laughs> star halfback we all like manly it was a big statement from that as far as a hero of the week goes, I I thought the best player of the weekend in the most impressive team performance, which I thought was the Pan- the Panthers. I thought Coruscant was excellent, and I picked him up in fantasy last year, and I thought he really underperformed for me. But his directness and just the way he was working that forward pack through Manly's middle was just really impressive. Um, again, we touched on it before the season. His Vaccination status is still uh, up in the air, so he might <laughs> question COVID at some stage of the year. Yeah, but, um, remains to be seen. He played really well, and is I, I don't know. Like I found that his minutes were interesting last year. Like he sort of played not to his normal limit of minutes, but um, no, I thought he was really good. Uh, so he was my hero of the week. Who did yeah, you nice. boys have for your villain of the week? Oh, all right, I'll go. So my villain, yeah. right? I don't know if you've seen the video, and it's it's not it's not too bad the video, but um, in the NRLW actually, St George are playing uh, the Eels, and Madison Bartlett is uh, their winger. She must have got a bit hungry during a during a tackle and, and took a bit of a bite about out of one of the Eels players. No um, way! Yeah, she had, she had a bit this. of a nibble. It didn't look classic. too bad in the tackle, but you sort of see the player go off after and show the trainer, and she was like, "Fuck, that hurts!" Like, so she must have gave her a bit of a chomp. Um, they ended up running over 10 nil for the win, I think, and I believe she's got a one-match ban for it, which I was like... Really? That's one match for, like, literally like... biting someone. I was like, it's... I mean, for me, a couple of weeks for a, for a bite. But, yeah, that's my villain for the week, so it's a bit of an outfield. That's but a good left-field um, I like it. Yeah. yeah that's what about one. yourself? Not that we condone biting on the podcast. <laughs> no, we don't. Yeah. I like Unless the uh, NRLW out. takes, though. That's... um, We should... uh. Get a bit uh, more coverage on the pod if we can. <laughs> I'll send you the vid in a minute. Do it. What um, about yourself, Stu? You got a villain? Yeah, I, I honestly really struggled to find a villain this week. I didn't think um, it's hard round one to really give someone with a villain of the week tag. Um, I just went with someone who made a costly error. And I actually love this bloke when he's playing for New South Wales, but when he's versing the Mighty Knights and he can't field a Jake Clifford bomb, I'm happy to give it to James Tedesco. Um, had a bit of a horror moment there. Um, I think he's going to be having nightmares about Clifford for a while. Um, 
and uh, he had an error in the game and only made four tackle busts. That was his only offensive stats in the game. He he didn't really do much. Um, and just speaking on fantasy briefly, he only made 32 fantasy points where he averaged over 60 last year when playing the full 80. So um, well, definitely a just down on week that, from uh, Speaking Jimmy of Blues Ted. players having a having a bit of a, a headache, I, during that Eels game, I'm pretty sure Gutho had the just a 10-minute period where he's just... Didn't he I ever. felt sorry for him. He lost the bomb, <laughs> dropped it, and then and I think he missed the missed tackle. tackle. Then they scored Two a try. Tackles. Next minute, he's trying to tackle for feeder and getting dragged ten meters. I was just like, man, he's just been battered for the last ten minutes. <laughs> he had a pretty <laughs> but, poor, yeah. poor little uh, little a, thirty to sixty second spell there. Yeah, back to back to Tedesco. He was another one of those Roosters players that was underdone. Like, yeah, he he just yeah, he's not at match fitness yet. I'm not too worried about him. He'll still come. Oh, I'm not concerned him. about him at all. That, that's partly why I chucked him in because I thought this is probably the only chance I'll ever get to to put him as a probably a good can- a bad bad candidate for fantasy. Who's got him in our league? You should uh, throw a few trade offers in. I reckon. Oh, I don't know. Hopefully they don't listen to the podcast. <laughs> send them through. My villain of the week. For uh, I'm doing this one off the top of my head. I can personally just say, and it pains me to say it because I took him with my top pick in the draft, but. Tommy Trebojevic got uh, shut out against the Panthers. Um, I don't really think he's fully to blame. I think it's sort of more of an indictment going forward on... I don't know that this Manly backline has all that much outside of him. I think it's I Manly heavily backline. relied on him. I, I don't think they played poorly. I think the Panthers just played really well too. Like, I don't want to take too much away from them yet. But like The Panthers were deadly. Who out of that backline is creating opportunities for... Like, obviously, Cherry Evans is their half and he directs them around. Foran, I'm not sure we're still seeing a good Kieran Foran in first grade. And from one to five, Trebojevic is obviously outstanding. But yeah. those other guys, I, I'm not really seeing a lot of... You're right. There's a lot of the lines in terms of, like, bringing the ball out of defense. Like, Jason Saab is fast. He's like lightning. But he's got to be put into open space to do it. Yeah. I'm just not uh, I, a lot I tend to agree. I think no, none of those two to five, two through five guys are really going to put you on their back and carry you through a game. When you when they're when they're firing, those guys are going to put points on you. Saab, um, Garrick, Harper. I can't think who the other center is off the top of my head. Um, did you say Harper? Top. It's Parker, isn't it? Parker and Harper. No, yeah. you're right. <laughs> Maybe I should change it. Maybe my villain of the week is um, Brad Parker. Two He's five. I feel like he's been playing there for like 400 years or Brad Parker. <laughs> um, um, so with all that being said, boys, what uh, what are the three things we learned from the weekend? Start with you, Dom. Well, it, it's week one. It, you always got to remember not to get too excited. So for me, it's about not getting excited about the Knights. Yes. I know we pulled, them, <laughs> we pulled them apart. We pulled them apart like a hot Coles chicken. But... Yeah, I'm just interesting. I'm you get your chickens to... from Carl's. I'm more a Woolies fan myself. But... A bull, either way, mate. They're hot and tasty. <laughs> and yeah. Um, what about you? No, you, you, what about look, you're you're 100 right. I think the easy trap for us all to fall into, especially as amateur punters, let alone amateur podcasters, um, is to overreact <laughs> to round one and to think we've seen some sort of trend and let's bet on that going forward. Uh, round one, we just we spoke about the Roosters. You know, underdone players. It's almost impossible to predict every year. So let's not overreact to it. Um, and jumping on what you guys are saying, I wish I, I wish I knew this going into round one or at least <laughs> remembered it from previous let's years. Let's remember because this. 
just gambling in round one is hard. Just don't, just don't do it. Like you, you never know gambling what team you're going to get half the time. I just wish, I just wish I uh, kept my money in my pocket for round one and, and didn't, uh, didn't do anything. Yeah, gambling on the first some... four weeks is hard. I, you know, like till till teams really start to come into that sure. like, and develop some form. I, I think the first few weeks is pretty tough. Gambling in general is hard. It's almost like I wish there was some form of amateur gambling and NRL podcast that I could listen to to give me tips on how to do it. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't understand how they keep making money, these betting companies. Like, they must be so shit at it. Beats me, mate. Beats me. <laughs> um, Stu, what was something that you learned from round one? Um, I learned this from round one, but I think I've also uh, learned this from watching other sports in the last 12 months. Um, I think... We need to remember going into games the impact that COVID can have on some of these lineups. We saw Reynolds, um, even coaches like Fitzgibbon not being available, um, and it's kind of you kind of need to remember it um, and consider it in the same way. Injuries and suspensions are considered in the game now. It's like any any week a team can just be ravaged by COVID and get knocked about. We, um, I'm sure we discussed it on our. NFL pods as well, George. You saw it heaps in the NFL. Um, teams are being formed, and then one player get COVID, and the whole whole roster's got it. So, um, yeah, something to keep in mind and uh, keep an eye on through uh, NRL. Yeah, season. I wonder if there there is incidences like that, Stu, during the year. I know, like with EPL teams, English Premier League, they've sort of just tried to like move a game further back or postpone mm. it. I wonder if that's a possibility in the NRL if there's a a big breakout in the squad, but. I yeah, think it's going to take a big breakout for that to happen. I think, generally speaking, they're just going to try and power on. But you're right. Like, you just never it, know. It will make like, it interesting because the rosters for some teams, we'll say for some teams, aren't quite – the pockets aren't quite as deep as others, if you yeah. know what I mean. Yeah. Mm. Um, so it would be at a much bigger disadvantage to some clubs than others to have a, a few players out. But – anyway, let's well, hope that none of that happens and we get a nice, clean season. Absolutely. I'm sick of – hearing about COVID impacting sport, I'm just, yeah, it's, it sucks. And we just want to, we want to be past all that. Um, it's hard to bet. With, it is. With all yeah, that going on, mate. <laughs> I know. First of all, problems. Um, as far as something that I learned from the first round, I thought uh, just like an interesting little takeaway for me was, I think that we had a pretty clearly defined top six teams last season. Uh, if you look at the table from 2021, you had, especially the top three, Storm, Panthers, Rabbitohs were all clearly in front. And then you had another little cluster of the Seagulls, Roosters, and Eels. And I say that they were clearly the top six. Obviously, they were just by points accrued through the season. But if you look at their points differentials, they were far and away greater than mm. everyone else's point differential. I kind of have a feeling that that gap between sort of that top six and the rest of the competition might be shrinking a little bit. I think, um, obviously, I think there's still going to be teams at the tip top there. I still expect, even with their injuries, I still expect the Storm and I still expect the Panthers to be up there. I expect the Roosters and the Eels to be up there as well. But I think that sort of gap between them and the next sort of seven or eight teams, I think that's going to be a lot smaller this year. And I think it might even take, last year it only took you 10 wins to get in the finals. I think it's going to take maybe 12, maybe 13 wins to get in there this year. I think it's going to be a lot closer. Uh, what do you guys think? Yeah, I think, like you said, it, it was almost like a tier, tier, um, tier competition last year. You'd have your top, what top four top three sides um well let me just top six and then let me read you out the points differentials from the top six teams last year just before we spend too long on this like the storm's points differential last year was 499 
That's insane. Panthers were 390. Rabbitohs were 322. Seagulls 252. Roosters 141. Eels 109. The team that finishes seventh, the Knights, had a differential of minus 143. So that's like <laughs> yeah. that's 250 points difference for the year score. Like that's huge. That was a massive gap between that top six and everyone else. I think um, you said it's it's definitely going to be a bit closer this year. I think I don't think there'll be as much of a teardrop. Mm. Um, and I guess that really um, puts more importance on every single game. Um, one win could be the difference between tenth and seventh this year come the end of the season who knows um i still think you're going to have those two sort of powerhouse teams but i do agree there's going to be it's going to be a bit more of a a trend rather than just like these sort of formatted groups um which is good for the competition it is it is great it makes it much better watchers um you know i'm assuming you're referring to the knights when you're talking about that top tier yeah yeah the knights and the tigers top two for sure (laughs) (laughs) i think just finally on that point i think that i think a key difference i mean obviously you know a few of the stronger teams have been weakened a little bit obviously we we mentioned that the panthers have lost a bit of depth and same for a couple of the other top clubs but i think the new rules with the six again not being so prevalent in the opening round games i think that's going to help those other teams, like we, we saw last year, once a team got a roll on, momentum was almost impossible to stop. Teams were just steamrolling you. Some of the games just became exactly. like just open. It was, it was basically just end to end. Yeah. It was great Definitely. to watch. I mean, it was just injury prone as too. You got guys out there just exhausted, <laughs> tearing muscles off of yeah. bones because yeah. they're just fucked. Yeah. Um, I think it's definitely slowed the game down a lot, which isn't necessarily a bad thing. It's still a very quick game. Um, yeah, just not, not what it was last year. Yeah. Try somewhere in the middle, a bit of a happy medium would be um, would be good. I think I, I don't mind the rule change so far. I think round one it looked okay. So I think it'll be proven to be good. Yeah, yeah. Boys, we might uh, we might take a quick drinks break and uh, we might come back and preview uh, round two. I just ran to the fridge to grab a beer, mate. Take a commercial break like thing as we're getting paid to do this, and we'll uh, we'll come right back. <laughs> Okay, coming back, we're going to preview round two. Um, let's go to Melbourne, South Sydney tonight. Down in Melbourne. Um, Melbourne paying $1.38, South Sydney $3.05. The line is the storm favoured by 7.5 points. What are your thoughts here, Stu? Um, I just find it hard to bet against against the storm, to be honest. Um, Latrell's back. That'll push Johnson back onto the wing. Um, so, obviously... Big in there for the bunnies, it's a big but, you've, but you've also got Munster, Harry Grant, and Jesse Bromwich coming back for Melbourne, which I would argue is even bigger. Um, yeah, that's kind of outweighed by losing the guys they lost last week. Cheese is out for about a month. Um, Jennings and Welsh probably out for the year, um, but I still like the Storm here. Um, Meany's been pushed back to the reserves. I thought he actually had a good game last week, but. I guess that goes to show how good that spine is. Um, and the Rabbitohs were poor last week against the Broncos, so they're looking to bounce back. What are your thoughts, Dommy? What do you like here? Yeah, same. I, I'm on Melbourne here. I just think after a poor week last week, South Sydney, Melbourne, just classic. We're just going to keep building into a season. Like you said, they've got a few returns. I know there's a few injuries, but you know what? For a bit of cash, I'm going to go to seven, seven and a half line, actually, for Melbourne. Um yeah, I just I just don't think South Sydney, I think they'll get punished just with no creativity there. Melbourne's defence would just be too good. I don't think they're going to be able to put points on them. So, yeah, I think Melbourne are going to get away with it. 
It's also sure. Bellamy's 500th game. Yeah, that, that was uh, remain, that's actually factored yeah. into my betting. Um, I'll let you I'll let you get your point across here, George, because I, I actually know really, I know where you've gone here. So yeah, I'm I've been on the Rabbitohs line. Um, I don't really have a point. My betting last weekend was just that bad. I'm just going opposite to what I thought. <laughs> just trying to trying to make some money back. <laughs> no, I'm literally just like all signs are pointing to Melbourne to win and to cover. And one of my points from round one is that nothing made sense. So why not open the weekend with a bet that doesn't make sense and see what happens? Mm. So I've put one unit on that. So Stu and I are, um, and Dom as well are starting our year back on the punting. We're, we're allocating ourselves 50 units throughout the year. So we'll be able to keep a track of it. Um, but I'm chucking a unit on that. Just the one unit. You're not, you're not too confident. I'm not, um, it's, just, it's just to see. It's yeah. just, it's paying two, like Ned's do the $2 line. So it's paying two to one odds. Um, I think there's a chance that the you got to remember this team had the grand final last year. I know they're missing Reynolds, but they, they're bringing back their superstar fullback. Maybe we don't really know what we're getting from Jason Dimitri as coach yet. Where for my bet's sake, we're hoping it's good things, but I I expect to see a bit of an improved performance at least. I know they're going up against the storm, but I see this being potentially a close game. Yeah, um, Fair enough. I've actually. I've kind of hedged myself a little bit here. I'm going right smack bang in the middle of both of you. Um, I like the Storm to win it. Um, my only concern is that seven and a half points is probably, I think it's a little bit too much to to make me feel confident betting on it. So I've uh, taken the Storm alternate line. I've taken it down to three and a half points. Um, oh, I forgot about the alternate lines. How good are the alternate lines? Um, yeah, I'm a big fan of the alternate lines. Yes. And I, I started my week, I wanted to start my week out with a bit of a bang on a Thursday night. I'll uh, chuck five units on that at a dollar fifty seven. Give me a little bit, yeah, let's go. A little bit tastier odds. Um, Giddy up. And the straight out. Giddy result. up. <laughs> <laughs> Get it, hit. <laughs> no, it's good, Stu. I like that. I like, uh, I like that we've uh, brought in the adjusted lines from the NFL podcast day. That's very good. We'll go on to St. George and Penrith. We spoke about this being a big test for St. George earlier, and that's reflected in the odds. Uh, St. George are paying $3.70, Penrith $1.28 as of yesterday, and Penrith a favour with a line of 10.5. Uh, I'll throw to you here, Stu. What do you think? Um, again, similar to the Storm. I like Penrith. I'm, uh, I'm actually staying away from this game betting-wise. Mm. I just I can't find any value betting here. So I like to stay away too. I'm going to stay away. Um, Woods Woods out, uh, and still no Tarek Sims for St. Aaron, George. Aaron Woods out. Is that is that a bad thing? <laughs> <laughs> Who's Aaron Wood? No, no comments. I no mean, comments all respect to the man, former Australian, you know, international. But oh, come on, you shark a, support yeah, and no, buddy. As a shark <laughs> fan, I can tell you that 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 guy is sort of. The effort levels are not there. Oh, 100%. He is so, he's he's got to be one of the loosest forwards around the ruck. He's so lazy. <laughs> like It reminds me of me playing five-a-side soccer, just not getting back on defense. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, reminds me of playing any sport, mate. Just, <laughs> just chilling around, just looking for some goals or oh, some tries. Obviously still no Cleary. Does that factor into anything for you, Dom? Not really. Not after the weekend, no. Um, I, And I would have... I would have said that obviously without, you know, last week I would have been like, oh, no Cleary. But after the way O'Sullivan played, 
No, I just think they're going to go out there. I think they're going to put on the same performance. They're going to be clinical. Like you said, there's no value in it. I've put them in a multi because, you know, we all like just beefing up our multis a bit. But I think that's the play. I think the play is just to go Penrith head to head, chuck head to head for a win else. in a multi. Yeah, yeah, and that's all I've done. I haven't I haven't bet on anything crazy. The line's pretty big for me, so yeah. It's a funny They're one. Probably that line at ten and a half, you, you look at it and you're like, geez, ten and a half, like that's a lot of points that Penrith need to score. But we know <laughs> Penrith and we know it. how right. easily St George can fold at times. Like they could put yeah. those twelve they could put twelve points on in five minutes very easily, and then there's your line gone. Yeah. Ten and a half points feels like heaps, but I'm just looking back at last week. Panthers won by twenty two points. Uh-huh. That's true. Uh Knights won by more than ten and a half points. The Dragons yeah. won by more than ten and a half points. The Storm won by ten points exactly. Um, and if you like the other if, games you would, were close, if you but... put St. George against Manly, you would probably pick Manly Correct. to beat them, right? Yep. So like just by calc in my head, I'd be like, Yeah, Penrith should win by ten more than ten and a half. But yeah, I I didn't hit the bet. It's funny so, you say that, Dom, because have you guys have you guys seen the new feature on Neds? Not and I, again, we're not trying to spook Neds here because Neds could definitely do a bit. <laughs> yes, more we fun. are. Neds, but, we're open for sponsorship they, talks. Which yeah, is just, like, give getting, us fucking money. It shows you how exotic gambling is getting there. You can literally pick a team for round two. It can be any team, and you can take their point total, and then you can bet it against any other team's point point total. And Neds will give you odds for those teams head to head. So you can literally you pick can... George, and then you could pick Manly, even though they're not playing each other, and you can play them off head to head. I'm definitely going to give it a crack, but I'm going to be honest. I'm scared. I'm scared I, by it, I'm, and I don't. And there's too cons- much going on there for me. To, I'm concerned uh, to for really the figure it out. I'm concerned, I'm concerned for, for my welfare. <laughs> um, you touched on it before about Cleary and O'Sullivan, George. That's probably the only reason why I'm staying away from this one. I think if Cleary were there, I would be still pumping that. If Cleary's there, that result. line's probably fifteen. Yeah, I think so. I think um, I like O'Sullivan, and he was ripper in week one. It, it still remains to be seen whether he's going to be consistent. Um, I wouldn't put it past them. Don't get me wrong, but uh, it's a stay away at this stage. Yeah, I think Penrith in your multi, but I don't think betting this game one off, there's any value in it. Uh, Roosters and Manly is the Friday night main main event kickoff time of 8 o'clock. Uh, Roosters $1.82, Manly $2. The line is Roosters favoured by one and a half. Uh, I, think it, I think you're up, Dom. What do you think of this one? I don't know. I'm going to try and stay away. It's like the same, you know, we're talking about betting on round one and this is one of those games. I'm like, it's the same sort of thing. I don't want to pick either. You got a line of one and a half. This could fall either way. Neither team looked great last week. Um, What about yourself? It's interesting. It's two. Yeah. As you said, two teams coming off a loss. Um, As we sort of mentioned in the preseason podcast, mainly struggle against those good sides. So, thinking that the Roosters are still a good side despite what they did last week. I'm sort of leaning towards the Roosters. Mm. However, with that being said, the way that they sort of look so underdone is one week enough for them to sort of right the ship and be back to back to the form that we're used to. I yeah. like Trebojevic for a bounce back week here, um, both for right. fantasy reasons and otherwise. Um, I think it's very it's going to be pretty unusual for him to be kept, be kept quiet two weeks in a row. Um, yeah, I actually think it'd be a great game to watch. You know, two teams, big teams coming off a loss, coming back. Be... It's, it's my game of the weekend. I'm most yeah, I, I think it one. could be a really good game to yeah. watch. Um, and could you imagine Roosters going down 
two zip in the first two games, it would be very interesting. Gambling-wise, the interesting thing to note here is Manly paying $2 head-to-head, but Ned's offer you $2 lines. So you might as well take Manly with the line. So that way, sure. you know, that's good. Is the winning. That's like a little uh, sneaky that's a tip. Loophole. I didn't, that's, I didn't that's think a fucking that's loophole. That's kind man. of insight and knowledge you get when you tune into this podcast, boy. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think Nick Minute my- Roosters win 40 <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I think my thoughts are along along the same line as you guys for this game. Um, I'm staying away from the result. I think it's it's too hard to pick. I don't didn't see what yeah. I wanted to see from either of these teams in week one. The line's only one and a half, so obviously Ned thinks it's pretty close too. Um, but like you said, George, you, you're tipping Tommy for a bounce back. I'm tipping just both teams attack for a bounce back this week. Both teams only scored one try last week. The Manly try was just before halftime on a breakaway. And the the Roosters try was right at the end of the game when the result was already done. So you take those out and neither of them scored any points. Um, but they've obviously both got great attacks. Um, they've got a really low uh, points total um, comparative to other games this week. It's only 41 and a half points. Usually you're seeing them up around 43, 44, 45, even 40 eight points, I think, for maybe the Gold Coast game. Um, so I'm locking in the... I've actually uh, multied it, just the two-leg multi in this same game. Uh, I'm locking in the over for 41.5 points, and mm. I like the first half being the highest-scoring half. I just think both teams are going to come out of the blocks early, going at it hard. So I get a bit more um, a bit more value in betting the, the first half as... A high scoring half. I think how many, uh, and, uh, how many units are you putting on that? I'm just chucking two units on it. Two I like it, but I don't. I don't. I'm not confident enough hey, to, well, mate, the to way you're going anymore this, in there. The way you're spending these units, there's not going to be much left. Yeah, I like well, it. There's going to be a lot. <laughs> yeah, he's hoping for a fucking half season like buyback. Like he's buyback in. <laughs> buyback. In. <laughs> um, so I've um, chucked two units at three dollars twenty-three. There, I think that's yeah, a bit nice. of value. Yeah, I like that's it. interesting because yeah, we. I would expect the Roosters' attack to be better this week. There's no doubt. No, You'd it hope can't so. be worse. It can't be worse. But you're looking for a bounce back for both teams. So. And correct. And same with Manly. They're not playing the Panthers for one. So yeah. But in saying that, the Roosters typically are quite a solid defensive team. So mm. I can see the under happening. But that over, as you said, it's it's been sort of uh, trimmed down a little bit. So I, I can I can. Would you be surprised to see if you? Would you be surprised if both teams scored twenty points? Uh, exactly. I personally you would be. Yeah. Or or average it at least that you could have a. A twenty-four eighteen result, and that still hits the over. Um, you can talk me into it, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we're about here, mate. All right, next game. Um, is, yeah, I was gonna say next oh, game. Sorry. Yeah, I was gonna sorry. Say next oh, game just is... taking over your job here, George. Mate, I was gonna throw it to you. That's why. But we got the Gold Coast Titans. Got um, next to his name. Yeah, that's it. Um, Gold Coast Titans up against the Warriors. The Titans at dollar thirty-eight, and the Warriors at a a decent three dollars and five. What are your thoughts here, mate? Well, the line, we've got the line of the Titans favoured by eight and a half. Warriors decimated by injuries once again. Um, Sean Johnson, um, DWZ, uh, is out, they are out. Reese Walsh comes back. Uh, oh, I don't know. I think it's a stay away again. I, and I hate saying stay away for all these games, but I think it's a lot of pressure again on that young Gold Coast spine. I know they get AJ Brimson back. Well, are we sure he's back? I'm pretty sure he's back in this week. 
I'm pretty yeah, sure if, he's If bad. not, Will Smith will be at 5'8". Who I, and I actually don't mind Will Smith's game, to be honest with you, but I just don't no, mind. I'm fairly sure he is because I remember, I remember seeing that Will Smith was getting moved to the bench. Yeah. I, I just don't know that I'm ready to trust the Titans just yet. What are you boys I, uh I agree, George. I, um, I think that line's a bit juicy for me. I, I, I think like eight and a half points is a lot, and I like the yeah. Warriors. I like Chris Walsh going back. I mean, um, if he plays anything like last season, I think that line is juicy. Yeah, um, no one wants juicy lines. <laughs> <laughs> um, I I think the Lodge, you, you didn't mention Matt Lodge is coming back into the side. hate the bloke, but he's a I big mean, he, boy. He, he, is he on pack. your fantasy team with all the other, uh, all the other criminals? <laughs> he is not. <laughs> all the other criminals. <laughs> um... I think Stu's about to pick uh, pick Jared Hayne up off waivers. <laughs> I uh, no, my, my thoughts are Matt Lodge. He's a big body in there, and he's gonna he's gonna show a lot of muscle at times. And I think that might disrupt the Titans a little bit. They've still got a pretty young and experienced side. I think they got points in them, the Gold Coast, but I think eight and a half for me is a little bit a little bit too juicy. So I'm I'm taking the Warriors to cover. Uh, the eight and a half points. I think it'll be I a think, bit closer. You know what? I, I think I, I think I might join you on that. I think I'll throw, end up throwing a unit on that. What about As you, you said, Ted, uh, not Ted's, Ned's, uh, give you $2. $2. $2 dollars so it's nice. Yeah, I, I haven't put anything on, George, but I don't know. Like as a, as a punting man, who wouldn't, you know, like to make a bit of money out of the Warriors there? Um. But like, yeah, like I said, I, I've actually steered clear of the game. I hate punting at this time of the year, but I just enjoy punting. And if I'm going to do it, I want to be able to pay my house off. So, uh, yeah, for me, I'd be getting on the Warriors. We're getting, we're getting deep in this podcast. The boys have all had about two beers each here. It's starting to, it's starting to get a bit boys. Boys are listening <laughs> up. <laughs> when you say two, do you mean that's when we started drinking? Yeah, yeah, some, of <laughs> some of us were at work, mate. Um, uh, next game on Saturday, we got the Sharks versus the Eels. Uh, Sharkies $2.15, Eels $1.70. The line is Eels favoured by two. Um, Fitzgibbon's back for this one. Uh, Stu, does that sway your opinion at all? Not enough. This is another one that I could I could see it going either way. Um, I didn't mind the Sharkies last week, but they didn't do enough for me. I don't know whether Fitzgibbon being actually back on the sidelines helps there. Um, it has to, right? I don't know. I mean, we, we don't know what coach. Fitzgibbon is is as a coach yet. No, I so. know, but like, it has to. Like, I mean, if what would we say if you know any first grade coach wasn't there on the side? I think I think it has to matter. I think it just helps with a bit of stability, surely, at the very least. Oh yeah, I agree. For me, um, I'm staying away. I think I don't have any strong feelings either way here. You can probably get decent value on either side if you are really confident. I'm sure you probably are being a Sharkies fan, George. Um, Ken McGuinness has been named as a reserve. Does that I excite you? Don't know if he'll play. I, I feel like he's I don't, I don't think away. he will, but yeah. I think he's probably still a week or two away. But yeah. I think um, positive signs at least. Well, we There's saw... a couple of um, big outs for the Eels though. Yeah. Uh, Ryan Madison's been ruled out and obviously Sean Russell with the broken ribs. He won't be playing. But yeah, think, no bet, um, no bets from me this week. But but I'm too, I'm tipping the Sharkies for a bit of an upset win here. Actually, um, I just think like I, I know that they did score a lot of points, but the defense last week was just, it wasn't good. Neither team's defense was bang average. Last week. Yeah, um, 
So, uh, yeah, I just think the Sharkies might... They might give him a bit of trouble this week. It'll be a good watch, actually. Parramatta loses yet another outside back as well. That is mm. true. You know, comes They're on, missing, young yeah. fella. Um, and he, and scores a hat-trick, I believe. Yeah. And then, and then breaks a few ribs, which is it's a real bit of a sad story, actually, um, to have such a such a huge game and then and then not not get to play the next week. I I think it's good value for Cronulla considering they're naming the same one to seventeen. That that, mm. that lineup settled, even though I, as I said earlier in the podcast, I think Trindle at the six is still their best side. Mm-hmm. Two dollars fifteen. I, I like that value. I don't know if that's because I've got my black, white, and blue blinkers on, but um, <laughs> that's why I'm staying away. But I do think you can find some pretty good value for that. I think the lines are relevant. I think, um, I mean, two isn't really enough. I'd rather just go the Sharks head to head. Um, if I was going to do that, yeah, the Eels would buy a field goal now. Get that extra yeah, fifteen um, cents. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, but yeah, I, I can talk myself into Cronulla winning, but I think we were all still pretty high on the Eels, even though they had a bit of a scratchy second half mm. against the Titans. Uh, so I think um, if sorry before we go, yeah, yeah, I think if I was going to be putting any money here, I, th- I I like the value in the Sharks. You said the the unsettled the. Settled lineup, the one to seventeen being the same as last week. Fitzgibbon back on the sidelines. It's trending in the right direction, as opposed to the Eels, who they're probably trending the opposite way. Even though they got the result last week, it wasn't the performance we we're all expecting, and a couple of big outs as well. Well, to anyone that has said that, uh, especially myself, is sitting on the fence for too much of this podcast, I'd like to introduce you to my lock of the week, and that is the Canberra Raiders. Uh, against the Cowboys. Cowboys $2.50, Raiders $1.53. The line is Raiders 4.0. That is going to be locked in as Jordan's big-time lock of the week. That's happening. Raiders are winning this game comfortably. I can't see any universe that the Cowboys Mate, are winning this game. And I I'm know I'm leaving it. myself open here, but fire No, out. I'm with you. I'm with you. That, I'm like this the Raiders. Raiders. that is so juicy. What is going on there? I know. How good is that? I mean, how... I mean, let's. I hate it because I feel like every week I've been on here, I've just shit on the Cowboys. But I'm, the game they played last week was just uninspiring, and I just don't think the Raiders look, looked bad at all. I think you you're well in your rights to have that view. I think you're going to come in there and give them a bit of a bit of a trouncing, to be honest. The only thing is, do the Raiders take them lightly? That's my only concern. Mm. Because if that, that happens, that's they're my... going to come up with the line. But I, I think I think they do win, and I feel bad like. I don't feel like we're shitting on the Cowboys. They're just they're just a couple of years away. They're they're rebuilding. I yeah, still sure. I still like the direction that they're gonna eventually be heading. And I think they've got some good mm-hmm. young guys coming through. I I don't know what you do with Talmalolo at the moment. I'm not sure what's going on there, but um, I just I just like the Raiders after the way they played week one. I think uh, they might be in for a for a decent season. Yeah. That's my only note on this game. I think it's a danger game for Canberra. They've come up. They've come off a, a great win against the Sharkies last week, um, that not many people were expecting, um, and up against the Cowboys, who were uninspiring and lost to the Bulldogs, who were also uninspiring. Um, I actually haven't put a put a bet on this, but I, I can't. I have no idea why. Why I didn't? It's true. Uh, Pull up the spreadsheet. Lock in five units. Let's go. Five units <laughs> straight on, on the line. Yeah, is on that, that line. Like on that Raiders line. I like that's, it. That's paying uh, two to one. I like it. You've convinced me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm taking on. the line as well, George. Yeah. I think we right. should. I think that should be the group 
lock of the week, but we'll come back to that in a minute. But we'll, we'll keep we'll keep rolling yeah, through these. Yeah. We've got uh, the Knights up against the Tigers next. The Knights are paying a dollar forty four. Tigers two dollars eighty. Line is Knights favoured by seven and a half. This is a, this this screams trap game. Oh, absolutely. I mean, like you see the way the ti- the Tigers come out against the Storm last week. You see the Knights have an absolute ripper against the Chooks. You're right. It's a trap for sure. I haven't put any money on this because it's exactly that. What are, you, what are your thoughts there, Stu? What about the line? Thoughts on the line? That's a big line too. It's a big line. I, I think the result is a trap. I don't like just betting straight on the Knights because if they lose, then I'm double disappointed. Um, and there's no way I'm betting on that Knights line. I'm not giving the no. Knights. It's too much. Uh, Tigers seven and a half start against them. Being a bunch um, of Newcastle boys, we've bet on the Knights uh, far too many times and been disappointed. So before. <laughs> I agree with you, Dom, but while I haven't but, bet on the Knights' result, i found a way to bet on the Knights without betting on the Knights. I like so, it. I like it. I mentioned it earlier in the pod. I've been, uh, I was looking at where the Knights have been scoring their points. I looked back to last year in particular. A lot of it was coming down that left side, and I was like, you know what, they were really good down the right side in round one. So maybe there's a bit of value there. So what I've done is I've locked in Bradman Best anytime try scorer on that left edge. Um, I think... He didn't score last bit... week, did he? He didn't. No. Because I think a lot, of, a, lot of, uh, a lot of our tries came down the right-hand side. So I think it's inflated it back the other way a little bit. We scored 51% of our tries um, down the left side last year as opposed to the middle or the right. Um, and Tigers actually conceded nearly all of their tries down the edges rather than through the middle. Mm. So I think if we're yeah, going to score, that, that's a that's a good area. So I like either Bradman Best or Tuala, but I can get better odds at Bradman Best, and I think Bradman Best is a better player. So yeah. I've locked him in for so, Stu, is I that your audition tape for uh, a future Fox Sports stats position? <laughs> Maybe. Mate, you know I <laughs> love my there. stats. <laughs> Um, so it's funny because obviously I tell you that I'm not gonna I'm not gonna bet, bet against you guys on this game, but you know, classic me on the punt has actually put Newcastle to beat West Tigers and Dominic Young to score a try in a multi. So, mate, we can both win. We can both. Hey, win. they can still win money. <laughs> um, I got Bradman Best at two dollars forty. I think Dom. I was having a look. Dom Young's pretty. What are his odds there? I think a bit under two bucks or about two bucks or something. To score, that is. Yeah, to score. Do you, yeah. do you have the money? It, it wasn't higher. I think he was actually the lowest. Um, yeah, um, I, I was looking at him. Is, obviously, Ned's is rating him highly, like we are. Definitely, mm. yeah. Ned's and just like Dom, definitely not overreacting to week one. <laughs> yeah, uh, not overreacting to the pod and uh, betting against you guys. But you know, for me, I've got to make money. Oh, mate, on my you got to you back your team. I like it. I like I've it. Got a lot of I fucking do. loans to pay off here, mate. <laughs> <laughs> I don't Honestly, know if this is how Knights, you do it, but I'm I'm trying. In all seriousness, if the Knights can build on last week, oh, know, stay tight defensively and look to build on what Clifford and Clune showed uh, creatively and with their kicking game, there's no reason that they yeah. can't win this game. I, I still don't think the Tigers are even you know approaching a top eight side at this point. So I, I think there's still mm. a, a very good chance that the Knights will win this game. It's just we know what to sort of expect from Newcastle, and we we've yeah, been sure. sort of probably a little bit we're a bit gun shy because we've been burnt before, but. Yeah. All signs do point to a, a good a good night's win here. It's just something that I don't think I'm ready to bet on. My question so, to you, George, is if the Knights do win, uh, I believe the lesson we learn is not to overreact to round one. Are we allowed to overreact after round two? If the Knights are 2-0, oh, do we, do we get the I, premiership? Can I, can I, can I just keep talking them down. They'll keep winning. <laughs> 
this this is we're playing the long game history. This reverse jinx will go all season. Yeah, um, I like it. But we were two and zero last season as well. Yeah, so that's me. I don't want to hear it. <laughs> so last game of this round, Bulldogs play the Broncos. Bulldogs at two twenty five. Broncos dollar sixty five. The line is three and a half. Jordan. Where are you going with this one? Wait, uh, if you're going to be host, you're going to have to tell the listeners who that line's favouring. <laughs> the Broncos, mate. <laughs> Look at him throwing shade down. <laughs> I mean, I thought it was pretty obvious Broncos after the weekend who that would be favouring, to be honest. It's but... getting too unstructured. <laughs> this is uh, Craig Bellamy be banging into the wall if he was coaching this podcast. Um, not enough structure. Um, <laughs> well, I've, I've put this in. So um, I mentioned earlier my lock of the week being the Raiders. I... And I mentioned even earlier than that, betting against both the Cowboys and the Bulldogs. I've got this in a multi. I've got the Broncos and the Raiders to just to win. Um, I think I think even that line's pretty good with Reynolds coming back. I I can easily see the Broncos covering that um, and winning by a couple of tries. To be honest with you, um, Tessie New comes in for Jermaine Asako. We I think we like Tessie New on this podcast. He he was a pretty talented uh, looking player last season. I'm sure Andrew Budden would agree. <laughs> He's picked him up in fantasy, so I'm sure he does. Can I ask you boys, I don't know how much Fox League you watch. I probably watch a little bit too much. Have you seen Matt Nable's um, narrated video package for Adam Reynolds' comeback game this week? No. Is, is it, is it Toey? Uh, Talk us through it. It's pretty, much, it's pretty much standard Matt Nable. I don't know. Have you like have you seen many of his like intros for Fox League? It's that guy that always does a voiceover anyway. It basically just it like opens up saying he's not strong, he's not fast. He, it basically lists all these things that Adam Reynolds can't do, but it's like, but he can kick a footy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, okay. Uh, okay. Uh, which he can do, to be fair. I, I like the Broncos here. All signs yeah, point for sure. Broncos win. Um, maybe you could talk me into this being a little bit of a trap game, but I just don't rate the Bulldogs enough. You guys? Yeah, I'm the same. Broncos. For sure. I've, uh, I've stayed away from it. I haven't put anything on this, uh, but I do like the Broncos. If if no. I were picking, I, I wouldn't be. I wouldn't be taking the. I mean, the line's only three and a half. It's it's almost tempting. Yeah, actually, it's pretty tempting. That. Oh, it's very tempting. Um, because I think if the Broncos do beat, uh, assuming the Broncos do win, I think they probably win by more than three and a half. Um, I'm just scrolling through my Davida- notes account trying to find where I put a, put a pun on them. Uh, yes, I have. I've also put a pun on the Brisbane Broncos and Cobbo to score a try. So I like Cobbo. Yeah, big head of, uh, big Sullivan. Yes. not big, but I like. I liked. He looked very feisty in round one. He's going to do things for sure. Watch him. Yeah. Who, was, um, who was lined up on the South Sydney left wing last week? It was Mansell, right? So yes. uh, just more Fox Sports um, deep cuts here from your boy George. Um, I don't know if you guys noticed, but Benji Marshall has his own TV show. Yeah, where I did, did that hear come that. From? I have not, I have not seen know, it, but uh, I did hear that. I love that guy. Benji just Marshall. steps out of an NRL contract straight yeah. into like a media contract. I love it. Big fan of Benji Marshall. The man is not ready to have his own TV show. It, it doesn't work. Um, it's about as amateur as this podcast watch. is. Anyway, okay. he's talking about. He's talking about <laughs> he talks about Cobo, and I don't know if you remember, but it was one of his first touches. He gets the ball and he like he basically made this really good run down the right edge and he steps inside Mansour and then does him on the outside. And I think Benji was just really nervous when he was talking about it because he's like, oh, he's like, look at this footwork here. And obviously Benji had a great step, so he's trying to coach all the viewers through like all this good footwork. And he's like, steps inside Josh Mansour, then turns him outside, but that's not hard to do. And I'm like, fire out. He's just thrown like an incredible amount of shade on a former Origin winger here. Like poor old Josh Mansour is just like, 
been absolutely savaged by Benji Marshall in the first week of his new TV show. Anyway, RIP Josh Mansell. <laughs> oh, I mean, he, he's been... Uh, maybe Benji was right because he's been knocked out of the side. Alex Johnson will be back on that wing. Yeah, true. has been dropped after that. So that's pretty rough. <laughs> maybe uh, Benji still has a bit of influence at South. He's got a bit of weight. <laughs> yeah, yeah. A bit of weight. Um, do you make anything of uh, Tavita Pengai coming back? Uh, I don't know what Tavita Pengai we're getting. I've, I'm starting to think, look, we know how talented he is. He obviously played for Penrith for a, a little chunk of last season, was in that grand final side. But if we're getting the Tavita Pengai that we saw in the trial games, he just wanted to take blokes' heads off. He wasn't too worried about anything else. So, I'm I mean, up against the Broncos, is he going to be taking heads off? Is this a grudge game? Is this the, you got a point to prove? There's every chance. Dom? I'd like to see it, to be honest. It'd be a good watch. <laughs> Um, but I, I, I'm sort of with George. I don't really know where he's going to like, like just step in and just have a have a monster game. I just don't, I don't see that happening. But excuse me, that's uh, pretty vocal about it too. I think Ned's, Jordan, uh, I think how many beers have you had, <laughs> No, look, I think uh, the key for him is where was he named? Out of curiosity, he's named on the edge, isn't he? Eleven or twelve? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I think there's every chance he could link up with the with Burton if he's playing on the same edge as him. I have to be honest, I haven't done the research to see where he's going to be lining up. If he's lining up with Burton, I can see him having a good game. I know he's the kind of player that you can kind of just get the ball to and he can just kind of make things happen. Hmm. The dogs kind of need a little bit of that. They need a little bit of unpredictability in their attack. Um, but yeah, I still, I still like the Broncos here. I, I just like the reliability of Payne Haas. He's just going to charge through that dog's um, middle. Although I will say about the dog's middle, and I did pick him up in fantasy, shout out to Max King. Um, he is a Maitland boy, Maitland Newcastle boy. Had a ripper game off the bench against the Cowboys last week, so good to see him doing well. Yeah, I like that. Nice. All right, should boys. We, uh, we should, should recap that a little some, bit. Yeah. I was going to say, should we summarize and uh, uh, get some locks locks in for the week? Yeah, definitely. So I, I'll go first, if you like. Um I had I had the Rabbitohs line that I took. Uh, mm-hmm. I've just placed one unit on that at two to one odds. Um, I've also chucked just the Raiders and Broncos in a multi. Um, just and it's just the result; it's not the line or anything. Just chucked a unit on that at um, two dollars eighty-two. The odds were on that one. I have doubled down on that Raiders line, which was four. So I'm chucking five units on that. So we'll pop that in the spreadsheet. Um, I think that's gonna do me for betting this week. I'm just going to leave the three bets. I'm not going to go too hard too early in the season. Uh, you can throw it over to you, Stu. Where are you at? Yeah, I've, I've, similar to you, I've only gone with four bets this week. Don't want to go too overboard early in the season when we don't know too much. Um, I've started tonight's game. I'm locking the storm. but I've uh, taken that line down a little bit to three and a half points. I've put five units on that at $1.57. Uh, on the Roosters-Manly game, I just reckon there's going to be points there. So I'm uh, locking the over 41.5 points and first half, high-scoring half. I put two units on that at $3.23. I I think the, the Warriors can cover that line, um, which is 8.5 against the Gold Coast. So I'm locking the Warriors to, to cover their three units at $2.00. 
and finishing off with a big Bradman best anytime try in the Knights v Tigers game, one unit at <laughs> two dollars forty. Bustling Bradman best. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> what have you got for us, dummy? So I mean, because I didn't know about these manipulated lines, I think we're going to have to talk about manipulating this spreadsheet, boy. But um, <laughs> I, I've actually, and uh, as we spoke about as we as we went through those games. Um, with George, that that line on the Raiders, I'm locking in, and as well as the Broncos line, I'm locking that in as well. I just think they're both two games, and they're both going to perform. So, for me, does that mean definite. have we have we reached a consensus on that Raiders line as our lock of the week? I like. I um, so. What what are your what are bo- your boys' thoughts? I like to squeeze a little bit more value out. Uh, than just chucking one lock in. I know I'm speaking your language here, Dommy, but I think we also liked that uh, Melbourne alternate line down to three and a half. Should we multi those two together? I, I Yeah, I'm with you, actually. You're um, asking me to go against my better than Rabbitohs tonight. <laughs> yeah, okay. Well, then, you you know, can middle and hit looks- both, can't you? <laughs> <laughs> no, I like that line there, and that's what I was saying, Stu. Um I agree that Melbourne... I think yeah, we need to have a consensus, George. If, if we haven't won you over, we'll, we'll stick with the Raiders because I, I haven't put any money on the Raiders, but I do like that line. That is juicy. Yeah, look, as much as you can talk me into the other, I've already bet on South line, so I think I'm sticking with the Raiders as my lock. Okay, fair uh, enough. Are you boys all right with that? Yeah, yeah that's, let's we'll lock come back in. with it next week. That's and our group we'll lock. So a few good puns. So if anyone's listening, chuck some money on the Cowboys. <laughs> <laughs> Raiders plus four is the lock of the week. I wonder if Hamish from last week has been on his faithful Cowboys because he's about to get messed up. I, I thought Hamish was on the podcast. I, I heard from him about it the same amount of times I did in the last week's pod. <laughs> <laughs> no, joking, Hamish. No, nah, boys, I think that'll do us for today. That was yeah. good. Um, my, many thanks to uh, all the new listeners we managed to pick up. I don't know how, but we, um, we got the most listeners ever on last week's podcast. So if you are listening... Thank you for listening, and uh, we'll be back next week. Thanks, boys. We're famous. Are we famous? Thank you. (laughs) I think so. (laughs) Cheers, guys. See you next week.